Welcome everybody back to episode 15 of the Hidden Gems podcast. As always, I'm your host, Marcus Johnson Luther. And before we get started with today's episode, I want to remind everybody to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or whichever podcast platform you prefer. That'll allow you to stay up to date with all available episodes currently and listen to the ones you haven't heard yet. As always, I guarantee you there's a story in there you haven't heard that will resonate with you. Also, make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at hidden underscore gems podcast. That's hidden underscore gems podcast. And those are both linked in the episode description below. Make sure you follow those. Actually, I know I've been very dormant on there lately. I haven't posted any updates or just anything at all in over a month. Um, and that's actually what I wanted to get to with my next point. So uh, just a little background as to why I've been so absent with the show lately. Um, as many people know, I was working at a FedEx driver for probably since November to the first week of May. And I was doing that and I just felt like I was banging my head against the wall. Um, it just was not it just really sucked like all the creativity and happiness out of me, really. So I was trying to put episodes out like the one I did with Ellerson. I really enjoyed doing that one with Ellerson, but I just I didn't have it in me. Like just doing that one episode took a lot out of me, and I don't want mean that as a way to discredit or like make Ellerson feel uncomfortable because I I basically I was really happy to do it with him, of course, but it was really tough for me. I just wasn't myself overall, and yeah, I mean I was making good amount of money there, but it just it just wasn't it wasn't a good fit for me at all. Um, I was really drained mentally and I was I was basically I was I'm getting a roundabout way. I'm trying to avoid it. I was really depressed recently just after that job and the month I've been out of it, I mean I've never felt better. And so I'm gonna get back to creating a lot of new podcasts for you guys and just sharing some more stories and I hope that you guys really resonate with them. And I just wanna say thank you to everybody who's been waiting for a new episode and listens to each and every one I put out. There'll be a lot more and it's gonna be rewarded. I just wanted to say thank you to you guys for for just being patient with me, you know, it is really just a process. And I just hope that everybody can just understand that, you know, I, I'm doing my best out here, trying my hardest to put go work out, put out a good, good content for you guys. So you guys can enjoy it and just get a little, just, that's just a little background, I guess, for as to why I've been so absent lately and why the episodes have been so spread out. I just wasn't myself. And I feel like I owed it to you guys to admit it to you since you guys tune in every time. So I just want to say thank you again. Thank you for being patient. And um, we're going to get this thing on track a lot. You got a lot of new episodes coming your way for sure. Now back to some good news. Good news here. I mean, um, episode 15 is today with the lovely Tina Lagman. I mean, I say lovely, but she might be able to beat me up. I mean, I don't understand. She's out here. She's okay. Let me I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. Tina is one of my good friends that I met very early in my college career, probably like the first day I would consider my college experience. Um, we've been good friends ever since, and she's just a, a person. She just has a, bu- a bunch of gems in here. You see how I guys, you guys see how I did that, though? She drops a bunch of gems on the Hidden Gems podcast. Anyways, Tina's got a bunch of gems she's got in this interview. She really it, uh, opens up about routines and how it helps her stay sanity and finding peace, and it was really, really an amazing conversation. And then she she lets us in that way. And then she you hear how she is a, a boxer. Like, I, I don't want to understand. Like, she's out here doing boxing and whatnot. And just the rigor of that and putting herself through that and discovering the skill at, at tw- age 21 or 22, I think it was, and just really falling in love with it. So we really get to hear about her journey that way and how she found a passion for it overall. And it's really just a dope story overall. And I really hope you guys enjoy it. Um, I'm being really long-winded here. I guess I just missed talking on the just talking on the mic, but you guys are gonna hear plenty of my voice. And uh, Tina has a great story too. So let's get to the episode with Tina. So let's go. Welcome everybody back to episode 15. Can't believe we're already at 15 of the Hidden Gems podcast. As always, I'm your host, Marcus Johnson Luther, and today I have another special guest. Do you want to go by Martina or Tina? She's going through a midlife crisis, but... <laughs> I'm having an identity crisis, but I'll go by Tina just All right. because... Tina, thank you so much for coming on. How are you doing today? I'm great. It's almost Friday. It's warm as hell. It's going to be warm this weekend. 
Can't complain. Uh, Payday's tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, payday. Well, seriously, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, I know you're a big supporter as well, too, so it's going to be cool for the people to know one of the supporters on it is going to also, like, basically what I'm telling you is if you support, you may, maybe you can get on one yeah. day, too. Yeah, you could be on here. This could be you. <laughs> this could be you. Well, Tina, let's just get it started off a little bit. Um, It's been a while since we last saw each other, really. Just overall, how's life been for you? I mean, as, as good as it can be, all things considered. <laughs> all things considered, yes. Such is life. It's been good. I've just been doing my little life routines. Um, the summer's been flying by. I'm about to move at the end of the summer. So I've just been preparing for that. But I've been good. I've been working on me, you know, hot girl summer, except <laughs> pick me up after because I'm cuffed or whatever. But I've been having fun. That's All good. I like considered. to hear it. I know that um, this is just a little tangent already. Like life, ha or like life routine, you've been really big into that for, I don't know, a, a little while now. Like how important is that to you overall for like a little life routine? My routines are, are everything to me. I... I will die without them. Like I have my skincare routine, I have my morning routine, I have just like my my day-to-day -day routine and it just keeps me sane. Like I could have such a shit day, but I know that I can rely on my routines to make me feel good. So I'm big into the the little micro habits and the little routines. So um like for me, like I've tried to set a routine numerous times and I just like I have such an obsessive personality that if I start a routine, I'm going to be like, well, I got to do this, 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 and this every single day. How is it for it? Like, say you skip one step of routine. How is that for you? I feel like you have to be really realistic. Like, I used to be one of those people that was like, my morning routine is going to be this. I'm going to wake up, meditate, fix my bed. I'm going to walk. I'm going to do this. I'm going to eat a balanced breakfast. And, you know, maybe for like two weeks that worked. But I just got tired and then I felt guilty when I couldn't do the routine. So, you have to make it realistic and you have to do things that actually make you feel good. Like if meditating in the morning like doesn't really do anything for you, don't include it. Or if you don't like to wake up at six in the morning, please don't do that to yourself. So you have to make it realistic and you have to do things that you actually look forward to doing. Like my morning routine is I wake up, if it's warm enough, I'll take a walk just to wake me up. I'll like do my little skincare routine and journal a little, little bit and stretch. But like if I miss one thing or you know, it's not too nice out or I'm really feeling tired, I won't walk and I won't beat myself up for it. So you just have to know that you're going to be consistent even if you slip up every once in a while. That's the thing with me too is like I would I really try overall to be like I'm going to do it every day. And then if I mess up once, I feel like, oh, got to start all the way over now. Like nothing, all the progress before it doesn't count. I feel that. I mean, it's really normal to want to like be consistent and want it to be perfect. But the whole point of becoming a person that follows routines is to know that even if you slip up once that doesn't mean that all your progress is bad and it doesn't mean that like you're not going to get back on track it just means that like you you had a day where you couldn't do your whole routine but at when possible i would just say like rely on like little things that make you happy that's what i've been doing throughout this whole pandemic <laughs> that's real that's real i just wanted to ask you about that just because i've seen you it's i mean establishing a routine i feel like especially right now in the pandemic is really uh, essential like keeping you said it like earlier like helps keep you sane mm -hmm. um so we'll talk about like you just graduated a year ago overall first of all does it seem is it kind of surreal that I it's been a year i believe it like if you were to tell me i've been a college graduate for a year i would look you in the face and tell you that you're insane it just doesn't <laughs> seem right i'm like last year was 2019 stop talking to me yeah <laughs> like, it feels weird yeah, and uh, I was just ta I talked to some other people overall who graduated during the pandemic, and um, did it seem like you really graduated just because it was like you got a slideshow? No, <laughs> I did not. I, there was no pomp and circumstance. Like, I took my little pictures, and I had my little, like, celebration at my house, and I'm like, but I'm not even graduated. I literally just, like, one random day stopped going to campus and then another random like Tuesday I was done with school completely and then it was like here's your slideshow and that's why I'm like yeah I graduated college but I didn't really like graduate graduate <laughs> right. I, didn't, I didn't get anything fancy I didn't shake the dean's hand not that I'm really missing out but I feel weird about it no I agree too because I mean I graduate you graduated in May I graduated in December and like we didn't get anything and, then, and then I see 2021 <laughs> And they just pulled out all the bells and whistles so yeah. they could graduate. Yeah, yep. Carlson had that whole <laughs> thing. And I was like, I see it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, fuck me then. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> 
So then looking back on your first full year out, how do you look back at your time during college? I would say I don't even it feels so long ago, but it also feels like it was just yesterday. And I had a really good time. I had great friends, obviously. Thank you, Marcus. Thank you, everybody else. The Huntley House people, Crystal, of course. I had a great time and made some really great friendships. And I feel like in college, I learned about things that I actually want to do for work. And then once I'm in the workplace now, I'm like, actually, no. <laughs> like <laughs> It prepared me and I did all the homework. I did all the readings. I, I did the tests. And I'm like, yeah, I'm super ready. And then everything I use in my job, I'm like, this was not taught to me in college. Yeah. Uh, I was basically like reading and doing homework just to get it done. And now all the knowledge I learned in one year out the other. <laughs> if you were to ask me like calc right now or business statistics i'm literally gonna laugh at you i do that in excel i literally don't need to know it anymore so all that knowledge is gone <laughs> that's always good to hear from somebody just graduated huh yeah, yeah. it was basically you're saying it was the it was just for vibes it huh? was for vibes it was like i'm i'm going to school to have a little like do my little like commute to the class and eat at the dorms when i was in freshman and then after that i'm like where what am I? Who even am I? <laughs> what is my identity? If I'm not a student, what am I? Uh, well, you mentioned Carlson earlier, and uh, I just want to say, like, I feel like I give Carlson a lot of love on here. I mean, you, Crystal, and Gile all have graduated from Carlson now. Um, but it is a really highly respected business school. What does it mean for you to know that you graduated from there? I mean, I think it's an amazing school in the sense that, like, the faculty is great. The actual, like, content I learned was great. They give you really good, like alumni connections um but the school itself is nothing like there's no fancy bells and whistles behind it it was just we have a fancy name on our our diploma and on your resume it says curtis l carlson school of management but it doesn't really change too much and of course it has its faults it's really really white we all know this it's yeah. really white <laughs> um they they tout diversity and we're i'm definitely like me, Crystal, whoever else is like the poster children for that. <laughs> I was literally on like the study abroad little brochure thing, like my picture of me in Bali. <laughs> so, I, I mean, it's a great school and I'm definitely happy that I went there. But it's the experience was not the same for everybody. Of course. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, Crystal mentioned this when I uh, did the episode with her. What, would you say that it was a lot like high school 2.0 for you just in terms of like demographic wise? Oh, 100 percent. It was it was like. In high school, you know those people that already had daddy's money. They had the job lined up since they stepped out of the womb. <laughs> and then they got to Carlson and they decided that that was like their entire personality. It was like accounting and finance, business. I get to wear this. It's literally like high school. Like there's little <laughs> like they have their little cliques and the people that eat lunch together in the Carlson cafeteria. So um, it's very much like high school. And even like the group projects and stuff, it's we literally had like basically high school i core was you were in the same class with everyone the entire semester and only like the teachers changed so it's literally like high school that sounds terrible yeah it was it was <laughs> i'm not gonna pretend that it wasn't and then just speaking of your graduation i mean like like everybody does you posted a graduation on picture a graduation picture on twitter and for some reason yours caught of a lot of attention of incels so like can you just tell me about that yeah i I don't even I don't even know what happened. I posted the picture in May and it got some love and I was like, yay, I'm feeling supported and loved on Twitter. And then on my birthday, literally on my birthday. So that's four months later. Four months later on my birthday, I get some random notification that someone had like quoted my graduation tweet. And I was excited. I was like, wow, again, here I come. I'm about to be, you know, on the Twitter TL again. Um, and it was some guy that was like, wow, like look at how well Carlson like I don't even know something about how like how well Carlson teaches his people or how humble I am or something like that. And apparently this person's like following base was just a lot of incels. So people started going off on me and they were like, be humble, get back in the kitchen, you know, the classic. And there were people that were like, if you're going to be my boss, it's because you like fucked your way to the top or yeah. something like that. So people were getting angry that I was confident. Basically, my my caption was like. Um, I just graduated. Your future boss is like a, a woman, an immigrant, and a person of color. Like, I know hoes mad. And hoes were mad. <laughs> hoes were really mad. So people just started going off on me. I had to mute it. Um, but people were just angry that a young, one young woman out here graduated against the odds and decided to be excited about it. So I got attacked for a while. Yeah, and you then did. Another, like, couple weeks later, it just, like, popped up again. And I was like, 
well, you know, any press is good press. <laughs> so people were coming to my rescue and stuff, but I was like, you know what? I'm already your boss. I told you you guys were going to be mad, and the hoes were mad. <laughs> so as far as I'm concerned, I'm already your boss. So then, I mean, I feel like this speaks to a bigger issue, too. Because you, you just talked about how, like, you face sexism for posting a graduation picture. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, just in corporate America that we live in, like, that's not an uncommon thing at all. Mm-hmm. So, like, I guess what I'm trying to ask is, in a way that, I mean, you know, I'm probably out here mansplaining <laughs> it or whatever. But, uh, um, like, how was that for you? Just, like, you even get it on Twitter. I mean, you get it in real life and then you get it on Twitter, too. I mean, it, I just knew, like, people were just mad and insecure that someone was excited about graduating and someone is confident that they're going to be in a leadership position in the world. And it's, it's, it's not anything that's brand new for me. Um, I think the weirdest part, though, is, like, people will just will go at anything. Like, people were going at, like, your, my appearance or, like, my tattoos or even, like, what my partner looks like. And I'm like, what does this even mean? And then once you get to corporate America, it's like, way more subtle like they're they're not so rude and angry and just telling me that i'm like i'm ugly or that like my my body's ugly or whatever but it's definitely more subtle stuff it's i literally at my workplace i was talking about the rise in asian american hate crimes and someone reached out to me and was like oh i didn't reach out to you um i thought you were latina i was like okay you know okay I, I i was like first of all i'm really asian i'm like super asian i look asian i talked about it before and it's just not that that's like sexism or anything against me but it was just it's stuff like that i'm right. like oh, okay you weren't gonna reach out to me regardless because you thought i was something you know like there was no empathy there at right. all so it's just a lot more subtle i would like there's just things like people I don't know. It's just a lot more subtle. It's just microaggressions overall. Yeah, like, overall. Yeah. Like, it, it's never like the outright like telling me go back to your country or like you brought COVID here. But it's it's right. just like random, random questions and like random like people ask me like, oh, you know, like, are you from here or how long have you been here? And I'm like, 17, what, 17 years? <laughs> <laughs> I've been here for a long time. They're like, where are you from? Or like, where are you, where are you originally from? Right. I'm like, okay. What do you want me to say? Where are you originally from? <laughs> All right. Just ask the question you want to answer, yeah. too. You're want, you want to ask me what kind of Asian I am. Go right. ahead and ask. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, that's just shitty that you got to deal with that. I'm sorry. I mean, you're not new to it. Mm-hmm. It happens. To, it just, that shit just makes me mad overall that it happens. But yeah. it's nothing, it's nothing new. It's nothing crazy. It's, it's definitely like, especially working in the financial services industry, it's like a, the boys club yeah it's like the boys are the leaders they're the ones that have the money it's literally like they're trying to be like wolf of wall street i'm like come on chad (laughs) (laughs) the people i work with are literally named chad there's like three of them on my team i'm like come on Mm, you're not jordan belford (laughs) (laughs) you're from you're from like forest lake minnesota it's it's not gonna come any any better than that i'm a day trader (laughs) amc to the moon yeah you know what yeah it's like that it's like like four x <laughs> <laughs> so um i mean just looking back at our time at the u2 i just wanted to say i said i think i said this to crystal too during her episode but i want to say thank you to you two you know my freshman year i was i was a super unmotivated kid I, like crystal and tina used to like yell at me to go to class um but you both helped me get my shit together so i just want to say thank you hey it's it's family stuff i was like we all we all eat together literally <laughs> and figuratively like we we crystal and i were like determined to have our shit together we didn't want to get behind so we were like marcus has got to be on that same boat Uh, and you did it oh thank god you graduated (laughs) amen um speaking of me graduating too i guess so uh uh, everybody listening probably should know or will know i'm headed to california in august and uh, word on the street is you are too Yes, I'm about to be a Cali girl. I'm flying the nest, and I'm going to San Diego. Oh, mm-hmm. oh! But have you heard it's expensive there? Oh my God! <laughs> the number one thing people say they're like, "Oh, did you? You know, that's so expensive. How are you gonna do that?" I'm like, "Wow, I've never heard of that ever in my whole life. Like, you've enlightened everything for me. I'm rethinking everything thanks to you. Thank you for looking out for right. me. It's." It's not that different. Right. You know, it's it's expensive, but I, I want to be happy. <laughs> right, right. I want to leave the Midwest. It's just, I'm ready. There's just a time. You got to get out of Minnesota at mm-hmm. some point. So I'm not mad at that at all. So congratulations. I move, we'll be moving out there a similar time. Yeah. That's the crazy thing. We're about to be neighbors. <laughs> neighbors. <laughs> um, just moving into like your boxing and athletic journey now. So 
you've always been into sports. I believe in high school you told me you did uh was it you did volleyball, uh-huh. which you laughed at because you're five one now. Yeah. Looking back, you're like, why did I do that? Yep. And did you also do cross country or I so I played volleyball for the like first three years and then when I was a senior I knew that my career as a volleyball player was not going to go anywhere again <laughs> considering I'm five one, I decided I'd be realistic <laughs> and I would do cross country instead so I ran but I did track throughout my whole high school and um I did the hurdles oh. so uh, again my height apparently I thought I was eight feet tall <laughs> um and I decided to do that instead <laughs> so what is it about like competing that is so intriguing to you I would say I'm addicted to just the improvement. Mm. Like when I see myself improve in something or when a coach or someone tells me like something I need to work on and then I fix it and I, I, I'm addicted to that like improvement and it's not even the competing because I, I don't love competitiveness mm. and I, I don't love like the pressure with it but I love like being able to say like I ran this much faster than last time or you know when I played volleyball it was like I had this many digs right and now like with boxing it's like oh I'm learning all these new skills so I, I just like the self-improvement part and it's like a really controlled environment I'm not gonna say I'm a control freak but I'm a Virgo and I like <laughs> I like things how I like my things like I said I have my routines and everything so I with sports it's really easy to like control that environment like I know if if I do the correct workouts and I do the right practices and I do the right like drills I should be statistically getting better. Right, right, right. I mean, that makes sense, too. So it sounds like it's also a little bit like an outlet for you, too, to, like, if not just get some exercise, like, you get to show, you're seeing your own growth in, like, in real time. Yeah. For me, it's just, like, the one place that I know nothing, like, I only have to think about one thing. Like, for me, when I go to the boxing gym, it's, like, that's, like, my unofficial therapy. Mm. Like, when I get there... I don't have to think about like my work. I don't have to think about like my my family. I don't have to think about even like my friends or my boyfriend or anything like that. I literally it's just me, the bag and like me punching. So it's like unofficial therapy for me. It's definitely a good release. Like there's literally nothing better than after a really long day to just punch it. Like <laughs> there is nothing better. Like people are like, you know, violence is an outlet. It is. It, it is. is. You know, it is. And in a controlled environment like boxing, I'm like, what the worst that's going to happen is what the punching bag falls down. You know, nothing right. like that. So it's definitely like a good little unofficial therapy for me. So, I mean, you brought it up a lot recently, too. I mean, and just while we we're talking. So you fairly recently somewhat like got, took a deep interest in boxing. Can you just, like, tell me how that came to be? Yeah. Um, In the summer of 2019, like, before my senior year, I was doing some deep, like, soul searching. And I was like, I need a new hobby. I want to find something new. Um, And my older brother is an instructor at Element Gym where I box at. So he's like, oh, come to class. Like, it'll be really fun. So I started going to a few classes just because I wanted to do it for fitness. And then a couple months in, I was like, all right. I, I built the routine. I like loved the classes and I saw myself getting better. And then I started joining like the competitive boxing training. I didn't even have any plans of competing, but I was like, okay, you know, the workouts are getting monotonous. I want to try something new. And then lo and behold, I was like, wait, I guess I will compete. So <laughs> it's just been a journey, like wanting it to do for wanting to do it for fitness and then wanting it to do it to actually like improve my skill. And then now it's like wanting to do it to like fight. Right. Actually compete. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't mean to keep harboring on the point, but like, how does somebody who's five, one at the age of what, 19 or 20 or 21 or 22 develop? Like, (laughs) I want to get into boxing. I honestly, it's like a innate thing in my soul that I just have to prove to myself that I can do anything that like taller people can do. (laughs) It all started when I was in uh, like middle school. And we were picking like our band instruments or something. And some guy told me, he's like, you can't do the trombone. Like your arms are too short. So of course (laughs) I chose the trombone. Like I I was like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to learn it. So then, you know, with volleyball, I'm like, I'm short, whatever. I'm still going to do it. Hurdles. I'm short and going up to the start line and people are like seven inches taller than me. And I'm like, guess what? I'm still going to do it. So 
so I guess for me, like, it just got really fun because it's something, again, the improvement part is, is really addicting for me. And then also just, like, the technique and being able to go to a gym that, like, my brothers also train at and I know the people. Yeah. The community there is awesome. So it's just mostly it's been that like i've had a really great time like meeting the people and and working out all together and like we're all suffering together we're all beating each other up like (laughs) it's fun so as a short person i'm like this is it if i can learn how to fight what else is stopping me like you're telling me if i pull up to like a a fight and and i actually know how to actually fight like no one's gonna have to make no one's ever gonna make fun of how short i am right right look at that see full circle right there it's funny too because like you talking about like I had to prove people wrong. Like if you were a guy, we'd say you had little man syndrome. <laughs> because I definitely have that, I think. But low man <laughs> syndrome is just like it's so dangerous because <laughs> low men's just they're scary. Like they, they just have to prove them. They're just like a little chihuahua yapping. Oh, I've seen it at the gym. <laughs> I've seen it at the gym. It, little man's little for me, I'm a small girl and that's literally nothing fancy. Right. That's nothing crazy. But the small men at the gym are definitely I'm like you would you're dangerous you're a menace to society right now if you were really angry and i've seen it firsthand so i don't think i have like short woman syndrome it's more so of like a i want to prove to myself right and i'm scary i want to be scary okay see (laughs) i respect that more than low man syndrome because low man syndrome like menace to society like they're just like wow like you, you and you you can never know like on with the internet these days you never know when somebody is short then you see you a picture know. and you're like okay it makes sense why you are the way you are yes, because you're short yes <laughs> me i'm like a, i'm definitely like a height catfish like my i feel like i'm supposed to be tall like my proportions look in photos are like i'm supposed to be tall and then i pull up to the boxing ring and i'm i'm literally like the size of a small child <laughs> I was literally looking at these these young kids that were probably like 11 years old. And I was like, oh, my God, they're so tiny. Look at how cute they are, little boxers. And I walk by them and they're the same height as me. And I'm like, all right, instant, instantly humbled, (laughs) instantly humbled. Uh, So just touching back on the routines a little bit, too. um, You go to you go to the gym multiple times a week, right? Yes. How how like what does your training schedule look like for that? Yeah, for competing, it's intensive. So like. For two months before I fought on April 10th, two months before that, I was working out six days a week. It was like six days a week. So Monday and Friday is like I call it Avenger training because it's like insane, like conditioning or sprinting, weights, pull ups, push ups, all that stuff. So like Mondays and Fridays is conditioning. Tuesday, Thursday is like actual um, like technique stuff. And then Wednesdays is sparring where you're actually like doing drills and like hitting people. And then I usually train just like Sundays as well. So it was like six days a week, intense training. Now I'm relaxing a little bit, but it's still like four or five days a week. Uh, (laughs) That's relaxing. (laughs) Yeah, for me, I'm like, yeah, good relaxing. I get like two days off instead of one. Yeah, yes, that is like my little routine. Is it, um, is it like, so this is a couple of tangent questions, but first, with like when you're actually with sparring with somebody like what is in going through your mind like i'm gonna hit this person as hard as i can and they're gonna hit me back as hard as they can and i have to take it and hit them harder still i mean it's obviously it's it's nerve-wracking like anytime you're in the ring no matter how experienced you are like if i were to fight against like like a five-year-old i'd still probably get nervous right i'm like oh my god i'm in the ring um in the beginning it was so scary because it's like i don't want to get hit like i don't want to hurt i don't want to do that and then once you get over the fear of actually just like you're going to get hit and it, it won't be as hard as you think because in a sparring setting, you're really not supposed to be going like full strength. But right. once you get over the fear of getting hit, everything gets easier after that. I mean, it never obviously after the first few hits, every single time you spar, you're like, all right, shit. Like, all right, yeah, <laughs> I'm doing this. I'm boxing where this isn't a game anymore. So it's really nerve wracking. But honestly, you just have to like breathe and you're like all right i know what i know i've been training for this and then you kind of just like after a while you're like all right you get in the hang of it but the first few times i sparred and anytime when you haven't sparred in a while and you start sparring again i'm like i'm gonna die (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna die i'm gonna get cte i'm gonna i'm gonna be nobody talk to me (laughs) because i I mean you're you're way tougher than me because i'm just thinking i don't like to get hit like maybe it's the light skin in me i don't know (laughs) but i don't like getting hit at all so i don't i can't even imagine it so just more props to you I really like I it w- it's scary because I was like, all right, I'm going to get hit in the face. And there's some people out there that like it doesn't even scare them. Like they're these like two twins at the gym, these like twin guys. They're like not even that much taller than me. And they're like 200 pounds and they're just like bricks. 
they'll literally just eat punches and i'm like i can't even imagine that <laughs> like, it, it's like a movie like you see them get hit in the face and absolutely nothing happens like nah. face. not for me nah. see, no you I'm hit scared. you hit me once and see if i ever get i've never been in a fight actually like i've never been in a fight in my life but if I hit somebody, if I get in a fight, I'm hitting them first and then we're done. <laughs> <laughs> not, we're not going past you hit that. You're first and you're like, yeah, all right, bro, like, we good, we're good. All right, all right, not. exactly. I, I'm not, I don't want to get hit, but like I said, more power to you. Um, and I, I don't know much about boxing at all, but I know that, like, in boxing, like, the gym you train at is the set you oh, yeah. rep. So, like, oh, how yeah. important is the gym you train at to you? For me, it's everything. Like, that is one of the biggest things that i'm sad about leaving minnesota is because i love that gym like right. i love the coaches are incredible the people that i box with are incredible like the relationships i formed are amazing and it's just like anytime you fight you're representing your gym so if right. you go out and you embarrass yourself you're also embarrassing your gym like people are gonna be like damn those coaches are bad like they didn't prepare them for that so it's you're you work out together six days a week like you have to be close right. like the people that i i work out with in the competitive training we at first we you know none of us knew each other but now we're we're literally like blood sweat and tears together <laughs> so it's definitely like your gym is everything right because um it's just it's just like i i've only seen like the rocky movies or whatever right <laughs> and they always talking about oh rocky's gym blah, blah 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 so it is interesting to see that in real life it's actually like that it is it yeah. is it's like that gym we have the merch and everything we yeah. have like our little like slogan that we do and we have our like chant that we do after the fights or like before and it's 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 legit it's yeah. like your gym is like your home it is technically like my second home like i don't drive anywhere because i work from home right the only place i go is like my apartment and to the gym <laughs> and i'll walk to the grocery store <laughs> <laughs> so uh you also mentioned your brother was there um and you were like sparring with him at certain points and yeah. like training with him how was that to do that with the sibling I mean, it was great because it's someone that you're comfortable with. Right. Like, I know that if he hits me, I mean, he'll hit me hard, but it's not going to be anything that, like, I can't take. And for the first almost year that I was boxing, it was really only, like, I was the only girl that was showing up to the actual, like, competitive training. And um, I'm very grateful because I had sparring experience with my brother, and he, he taught me all the basics and a lot of, like, what I know now. So knowing that i knew how to fight guys made it a lot easier when i actually started like sparring with the other guys in team training i'm like all right like don't be afraid to hit me i'm like you can hit me i have two brothers like they hit me so don't even worry so i'm definitely grateful that like i've got that experience and i'm not afraid to like hit like a girl <laughs> I, I fight <laughs> like a girl yes i do <laughs> and it works for me all right I mean, and then also you're talking about you had it. So you had your first official match. I'm jumping around here a little bit, but yeah. you had your first match. Firstly, how did that go? It was crazy. It was insane. Like it was an exhibition fight. So there wasn't technically any like like judges or, or winners, but it was just like people at the gym fighting each other. So it was like an actual event. There were lights. There was an announcer. We had like our corners. We were we were all training. So it was really intense. And the training for that was insane just because that was a lot of people's first fights so we were like again avenger training right like all the time and then the nerves that day was crazy like that that morning i watched creed 2 so i was like <laughs> getting it. i woke up i instantly listened to fight night by migos i'm like yeah it's <laughs> happening i was like getting pumped but it was really fun but the pressure is it is a lot like in right. the movies when you i couldn't even imagine fighting at in vegas right. i would I'm fighting in like little like Minneapolis and St. Paul and I'm uh, like, oh my God. Right. So it was really great though. It was a lot of like, it was a lot. It was intense. So you, you mentioned that it was like, it was like an official overall too, kind of like uh, you had all the corners and stuff. Did you have to like make weight or anything? No. So <laughs> the funny story behind that. So like I said, I was the only girl that was really boxing for the first like year. And then recently another girl, um, her name is Asiya. She started coming and she is probably six or seven inches taller than yeah. i am <laughs> and in a different weight class for yeah. sure but um for the exhibition fight they both wanted us to get some experience mm. or they wanted us both to get experience so they just put us up against each other and i'm like oh my god again she's literally like five probably seven yeah. probably 10 15 pounds heavier than i am yeah. i knew it was gonna be a challenge but i was like you know what again Tina's not no bitch. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I've been training. I've been doing this. So I knew it wasn't going to count towards my record or anything, but I was like, I want to get the experience. Right. So got in there, got 
punched a lot, you know, <laughs> also punched back. But right. fighting someone that's not even in your same weight class, I was like, I knew it was going to be a challenge. And how difficult was it? You mentioned she's taller than you. How difficult was it just wingspan wise that like you, you probably couldn't get near as close to her? She, she just kept you at arm's right, distance. Right, right. I mean, that's the whole point. Like, that's what I've been training for the past couple of months is like how to fight on the inside. Or right. How to fight taller opponents because everyone I fight is probably going to be bigger than yeah. me. Um, so it wasn't impossible, but it was definitely hard. And, you know, fighting is very, very different from sparring. Like right. fighting is like you're you're punching your hardest as fast as you can. Adrenaline is coursing through you. You're like, I just need to just it's like fight or flight. Right. It is. So it, it was it was crazy. It was very different. And I finished and I was like, I'm really proud. of. It, it takes a lot to get into the ring. And <laughs> yeah. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, all right, I finished. And I told myself, I was like, you know what? My first time getting in the ring, if I can fight, if I can convince myself to fight someone that's seven inches bigger and like in a different weight class, I can convince myself to fight someone who's my size. So it took a lot of, it was really fun. And I got a lot of support from like the coaches. And of course I love Asiya. Like we're, we're, we like took pictures afterwards and I was like, we beat each other, (laughs) you know, but it was definitely like, my head was definitely like spinning after I was like, damn, I'm, I need some water. I I was like, I need to sit down. So I definitely um, celebrated afterwards, though. Right. Like, yeah. um, how many rounds was it? And it was three rounds, um, three, a minute, 30 rounds with one minute break. Yes. Hey. So three rounds. It sounds like it's nothing. It sounds nothing. But then you, I've, I've done like a boxing workout or whatever. You get into that minute 30 and you're like, holy shit. It, you feel like it doesn't end. You hear like the 30 second. Be- you're like, what? What do you mean? 30 seconds? <laughs> like, I've been getting I, I've been hitting for 30 seconds. I've been getting hit for 30 seconds. Like, right. How is there any time? And you get tired. Like I could train. We, we train for like we, we run and we train and we do cardio and all that stuff. But like it's so different. Like yeah. by the end of it, I was like, I'm gassed. Yeah. I couldn't even the lactic acid in my legs. I was like, <laughs> I can't even believe that anyone would do more than three. So when I see like the 12 rounds, I'm like, yeah. Maybe not for me, but the three rounds is a lot. Like afterwards, you're you're just it. It feels like a fever dream. Right, and I mean, even just the you talk about the cardio and all that. Even just the mental stamina it takes too, because in a, a sport like boxing, like literally, you stop focusing for a second, and that's how you get yeah, hurt. You're gonna get knocked out, <laughs> and it's like you have to know that like I'm gonna get hit. I gotta hit back. Right. So especially for me, like being smaller. I know that I'm going to have to eat some punches like to get onto the inside. I know that I'm going to I'm going to get knocked around a little bit, but the mental stamina comes in and is like, all right, I'm tired. I, I, I'm sore. I'm getting hit. But like, I just got to keep going through and getting points or whatever. I just got to hit get that one good hit in. So right. that I would say the mental stamina is probably even more important than the than the cardio. And also just like. I imagine like getting hit also takes some energy out of you just because like constantly getting punched sounds tiring. I had to take a break (laughs) after the fight. I was like, I'm going to take a break from sparring because again, I, it it has to be fun. Like it needs to be something that you feel like you're improving and and it's actually good for like your development. Whereas like if you're just sparring and you're just getting hit and you're, you're taking punches, it, it, it puts a number on your, your like mental strength. You're like, damn, I'm getting hit. Like, am I not good at boxing or what? So you definitely have to, like, take those breaks. And I was like, I don't want to. It's not every week get hit a lot. (laughs) (laughs) It's not every week hit other people a lot. Like, I I definitely have a good balance. All right. And then my question for your fight was so what kind of fighting style you got you are you out here like like dodging everything like mayweather and ali or is you out here just slanging it like uh what's his name the not tyson fury the dude he just fought uh anthony wilder who just be out here just slanging he he doesn't even look like he knows how to box he's just out here punching people you know to each their own for me i'd say i'm definitely more of like a controlled fighter just because i can't be out here going crazy wild haymakers first of all if, if someone that was taller than me did that to me, I'm dead. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm going to have, again, I'm going to get brain damage. So I definitely am a little bit more controlled. And I I have to be a good, like, inside fighter. And my cardio has to be insane just because if I'm going to be, you know, dodging and, and moving around and moving around the ring and, and, and dodging, like, people whose arm spans are a lot longer than mine, I just have to be, like, a lot physically fit. Like, my coach literally told me, he's like, Tina, you're smaller than everyone. You have to be, like, twice as fit as everybody else. And I'm like, bro, I'm trying, man. (laughs) I'm really trying. But I'd say I'm definitely more, like, controlled. And I have to be good at defense. Like, I need to be able to 
block my face from getting hit. Yeah. Again, if everyone's taller than me, like I really got to have like a strong guard. But then like once I get on the like inside, it's I'm fast. Like right. I just you got to hit fast, hit hard, keep moving. That's literally my game plan is just always constantly move and tire them out. Because once they're tired, I'm like, all right, now that I'm apparently twice as fit as you are. I just got to get you in the corner and keep you there. That's that Ali. And he yeah. just, I'm going to yes. let you tire yourself out. You, I'll hit you later. Right. <laughs> I'm literally like, I'll get you tired first. I'm going to run around a little bit, do a little fakey motion. <laughs> and then once they're tired and they're like, damn. And that's where I'll come in. Right. So we talked a lot, a lot about your boxing background, which is, I mean, I'm really impressed by <laughs> it just because, like I said, I can't imagine even getting hit and you just out here doing it. But. <laughs> How has it been trying to balance like Avenger workout or whatever you said with like a job and just overall real life? Like how is that balance for you? Again, my routines. I love my routines. Like my day is pretty much the same. I, I wake up at 730 Monday through Friday. I do my little like morning routine and stuff. And I usually work from like 830 to like 430. And then I have a, a little bit to chill. Then I train. I come home. I cook literally do whatever else and then repeat <laughs> Monday through <laughs> Friday. So it's a good balance. Like I love working out, but then I also like make sure that I'm taking enough time to like watch movies and All stuff. Right. So like after I work out, I literally don't ask me to do anything. Like I'm just going to chill and hang out. And honestly, like when it's so ingrained in my routine, like I've been already training for months, like I make time throughout the day to do it. So it's kind of like at this point, a part of like my daily routine i would say i mean shit just <laughs> it, i'm tired listening to that honestly after a while at once after the fight i was like i need a break like yeah. i i didn't take a break obviously because <laughs> nope apparently not i don't like to do that but um it, it it's definitely like i have to make sure that i'm sleeping right i have to make sure that i'm eating right but then on the weekends i'm like let's have fun yeah. i'm loose you know <laughs> <laughs> So speaking of your sleeping, right, I mean, you have historically had some issues yes. sleeping. <laughs> Can you just tell me, I think it was hypersomnia? Yes, Hy hypersomnia. Yeah, tell me a little bit about that. Yes, so basically I have idiopathic hypersomnia, which means I am excessively tired and nobody knows why. I got the tests and everything, but if I'm in a situation that um, encourages sleepiness, so like a warm room or like a comfy couch or like, a boring lecture i'm gonna fall asleep mm. without a doubt so i just have excessive daytime sleepiness like i could probably fall asleep in like three minutes really like if you anywhere any place you give me a chair to sit down i don't even need a chair i'll just like sit and, and like sit uh, sit anywhere and i will fall asleep yeah. like so i definitely have had issues like i falling as falling asleep during class that was like the biggest thing in college falling asleep at work um, that was like a really big issue for me. And then I finally got like the test done because I'm like, this is not normal. I'm sleeping like eight hours at night at least. And I'm still falling asleep. Like even at like, you know, red lights, I'm like, oh my God, I'm getting drowsy. So yeah. it, was, it was getting to the point where I knew something was wrong. Um, and now it's just, there's no cure, unfortunately. And right. it, it's apparently it's supposed to get worse as I get older. Shout out to, to my health. Um, <laughs> but now it's just like, making sure that I, you know, working from home is nice. Like if I need to take a nap during the day, I can take a little nap, but I also have, um, medicine, it's basically like microdose Coke. I mean, I mean like that sounds like undiagnosed. That would be really frustrating oh my God, just yeah. because like, what's the, it's not quite narcolepsy. It sounds like it's not quite, there's, there's a few differences like narcolepsy, there's usually a like a scientific reason right. behind it, you know, like genetics or certain like blood count or, you know, like certain check boxes that you can um, look at to say that you have narcolepsy. I, unfortunately, I didn't meet those ones, but I met like other boxes for the hypersomnia. So um, it's definitely like it's been a weird journey. Like junior year is when I junior year of college is when I really knew that. Like I needed to get it tested and done because I was falling asleep every day without fail in like every class. Yeah. And some girl in one of my classes literally told me, she's like, hey, I noticed that you like fall asleep in like 30 seconds and you like, well, you'll wake up. But she's like, you, you like fall asleep a lot in class. Like you should get that checked out. And I'm like, strangers are like getting worried <laughs> about me. Like I should probably figure out what's happening. 
was it like uh did you feel like any sort of relief that you did figure out that it was I mean, this sounds like a dumb question, like that it's an actual issue. But did you find relief in that, that it's not just. Yeah, I mean, at least it's like I'm not just a sleepy bitch. I mean, I am a sleepy bitch, but like at least it's not just like, damn, like I really just can't stay awake. Like it was nice knowing that I wasn't the only person in the world that was experiencing this and that there is a way to like cope with it with like medication or at least being able to tell people like, hey, by the way, I have hypersomnia and, you know, like just being able to put a like label it right it felt good yeah to be able to do that because i mean i feel like too this something like that you could really get gaslit in terms of all the time people just being like oh you're just tired like, the amount of people that were like oh, well have you tried coffee yeah. oh my god einstein <laughs> yeah you're right <laughs> coffee doesn't do anything for me yeah and people are like you know i tell people and they're like what about napping i'm like that's the problem is i nap too much <laughs> again like, yeah. are you listening so it's definitely been like a when I didn't know what it was and I was like falling asleep all the time, it was embarrassing. Like my boss literally when I was an intern, like my sophomore year, she pulled me aside. She's like, is everything okay? Like you're falling asleep during the day. Um, you know, if you need any support, she was out here thinking that I was getting like abused and Uh, I was like, yo, no, I'm just sleepy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I mean, it's good. I, like I said, like, I'm glad you got it figured out that it's not, because you sometimes people would just try to tell you it's something mental too mm-hmm. so to know it's an actual thing i'm really happy that happened for you yes and just tra- moving on to like the other things you do now so this is just like it's not something you do m- for monetization or anything but like tina's mirror moods recently oh, tina mirror moods. tell me about that um during the pandemic i i don't want to work during the day okay <laughs> you know who wants to work like i'll do my my little excel spreadsheets and i'll do my job and um during the day though like I want to like, you know, do things that I'm passionate about. And everyone was kind of pursuing their hobbies and their passions during the pandemic. And I was like, okay, what are the things I'm passionate about? I'm like skincare. Yes, whatever. And then I was like, you know what? I like fashion. I like clothes and like accessories. And I was like, and I have a big ass mirror. (laughs) I was like, I will do this. So I've always loved like taking like little outfit pictures or whatever. And then during the pandemic and like this this year, I was like, you know what? I'm actually going to make this a random Instagram account. I was like, I take a lot of mirror pictures and I take a lot of outfit pictures. So I'm just going to like do it. And then it's become something really fun for me. Like it's so therapeutic to just like put on music, find a cute outfit, take a couple pictures. And it's not even like I'm going out and like, you know, parading myself in the street. I literally just put on the cute outfit because I'm like, this is a cute outfit and I want to share it with other people. And you know, fashion is like something that I've always been passionate about. So I kind of just decided to like do it for fun. It, it is kind of cool, too, because it's like for me, it's like seeing that's what social media was meant to be. Yes. Like it was supposed to be for stuff like that. That's yes. just kind of like therapeutic in a way for people. And it's just the way that social media has been distorted and the disgusting, whatever it is now. Yeah. It's cool for me to see like somebody use it, quote unquote, the correct way the or correct, whatever. Right, right, right. I totally agree. I think it, it's like harmless harmless fun for me right you know now twitter's like i post a graduation picture and people are like get in the kitchen bitch yeah. i'm like whoa okay yeah. like, <laughs> like you know stuff like that just this, as a side i was talking with a friend and i was like if money aside if jack could go back in time and create twitter i have i have zero percent chance i don't think he would yeah i think he'd be like this is devil spawn <laughs> and people are evil yeah and, and people are like the dark side of society comes out yeah yeah, it is kind of like so like, I mean, I look at the pictures. I'm like, dang, like Tina's really having fun with this. So like, congrats. Like, I'm happy for it because yes. like you said, it brings you happiness, too. So I'm happy to see that for you. You know, in a perfect life, like I just don't have to work and I get to take outfit pictures. I don't want to say I want to be an influencer. because I don't think I'm made for that. That sounds like being an influencer. Yeah, you know what? I just realistically i want people to send me things for free <laughs> and i don't want to do anything i just send me the cute clothes so money like money would be nice but also i like doing it just to do it like if i had zero followers i'm still posting every single mirror picture like <laughs> it's for me that's how that's how you know that it's like genuine too like you're not searching for cloud or whatever and that's also something i appreciate because with this podcast that's not something i've tried to do like i don't want to just search for cloud or have yeah. people like that's why the pe- i've had 15 people on or whatever and like i know all 15 of these people mm-hmm. like intimately in a way so it's not like i'm just out here like oh who's popping right now like maybe yeah. they'll come on the show so right. it's also cool to see that people are still trying to be authentic out here yeah seriously i agree like it, no cloud chasing like do do things because you love them and and 
the money could come later and even if it doesn't like is that going to stop you from from loving it right no. like if i were to get zero followers am i going to stop having drip <laughs> no, i'm not i'm not <laughs> i'm not i figure if no if i have to work a corporate job and again, I work from home, so like I'm pretty lucky. But if I'm going to work a corporate job and I'm going to dress in business, casual clothes, when I pop out, know that I'm going to, you know, like it was just more of like a I want people to remember that, you know, like I love fashion and this is like this is me in a right. nutshell. Like I'm expressing myself through what I wear. So enjoy. But if you don't, fuck you. Like it's my <laughs> outfit. <laughs> Well, Tina, I just think that's the perfect way to end it. Yes. Fuck you. It's my outfit. Yes. So, <laughs> thank Tina, thank you so much for coming on. It's really, it was fun for me to just sit here and talk with you for an hour or whatever it's been and uh, learn about your journey in boxing and just everything else going on with you. I appreciate it. It's things like this that, like, keep it fun. I'm like, you know what? My life seems meaningless sometimes, but people are, uh, my friend here <laughs> wants to talk to me about my boxing <laughs> journey and Tina Mirror moods. That's literally the two things I love. So absolutely, I appreciate your time and I appreciate the years that we've had. Yes. Oh my God. And it's like, it doesn't seem right. Remember like the first night? Five like, of them things. is like five years. Hey, you know what's crazy too. Just speaking of the, uh, or it might be six actually. I, math's I not my strong again, suit. Math, no. Anyways, um, <laughs> so speaking of that first night, like I walked you in Crystal Home or whatever, right? I, I don't talk about this a lot. Like I have a deep fear of the dark. <laughs> so like I, I walked back from Middlebrook to Pio in the dark and like, Aubrey knows, like, people close to me know, like, I do not mess with the dark at all. So I'm on the bridge, and I'm just like, this is terrible. So I, I sprinted. I sprinted from the bridge to Pio out of shape, and I was like, <sighs> but I just, I couldn't be outside anymore. See, this is, listeners, listen up. This, this is why Marcus is a real one. He conquered his fears just to make sure that <laughs> two young ladies could get back to their apartment safely, and that just shows the character. Uh, Marcus's character. Oh. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tina. Um, we're going out to ca uh, California together, too. I'll oh, see you. Oh, yeah. yes. See Let's get it. <laughs> And that's a wrap for episode 15. Thank you to everybody who tuned in again. And Tina, thank you one more time. Thank you for coming on. It really was a pleasure to talk to you. Always, you've always been a great friend. And it's amazing to see what you're doing with boxing, too. I mean, just to hear you out here, you beating people up. Like, well, five win Tina beating people up. Um, it was really dope combo. I hope you guys enjoyed it, too. We touched on a bunch of different things. It, it, well, I don't think it was all that focused, but we got a lot of stuff going on. So I hope you guys appreciated it. Also, I just want to remind everybody to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or whichever podcast platform you prefer to stay up to date on all episodes. We got a bunch coming out. Stay on the stay on the lookout. I know I say coming next week. We'll actually be coming weekly here soon again. So be on the lookout. A bunch of new episodes. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Hidden underscore gems. Hidden underscore gems podcast. Linked in the episode description below. Follow Tina Mirror Moves. Those are also linked in the episode description below. And everybody, just thank you. Spread love, spread peace, and we'll be back next week. Peace.